Steve here. Welcome to Real Health. Oh, my goodness. Who'd have thought? Who'd have found? Who'd have imagined? Who'd have studied? Who'd have... Oh. Yes, you've clicked on it. Um, well, yes, you clicked on it. You know the title before I did, because you just clicked on it, and I don't know yet. Ah, oh, what a conundrum. What a conundrum. Um, some of a uh, regular listener may have uh, heard a different introduction. I'm playing around with uh, introductions. I'm going to uh, get away from the uh, you know default sort of pick this, pick that. Um, it's you know part of a uh, the anchor podcasting um, platform thing, where uh, you know for the for the last hundred and eighty five episodes, it's been this. I don't even know what it was, the tune, but. Um, well, I do know what it was because I clicked on it to in, insert it on the favourites. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought I thought that I clicked on this. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the, the main chorus or, or a pretty part of Show Me The Way To San Jose by Deanne Warwick. And is it my favourite song? My favourite pop, pop, pop song, perhaps. Um, very pretty, very... Uh, I guess the content is uh, very uplifting and uh, hopeful and uh, it's quite modern and that's why, you know, it's one of my favourites at least uh, of all time. Uh, my favourite pop type song, uh, is it, was it 60s? Was it 70s? Uh, yeah, I don't even know what decade. But anyway, um, even though it's not the actual Deanne Warwick uh, snippet, it was some schmuck that uh, made it happen. Okay. There you go. There's the new, <laughs> the, the new intro. Anyway, so calories in versus calories out. BS. That is the approximate title of today that you've clicked on. So what spurred on today's BS series of um, content episodes is uh, I answered a uh, a a. a a question on Quora. Quora is one of those uh, platforms where people ask questions and uh, many a person that thinks they're all that like me try and answer. I would I would suggest that I'm more than just uh, thinking that I'm all that um, based on how my health is, how my physique is, how my looks are at the age of 50. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And all I have to provide is let's compare notes in 30 years. I've tried the whole, uh, this source, that source, got me nowhere. All that energy for, you know, it's just like the Christian telling the Muslim, well, oh, Jesus, it started all. And, and then the Muslim says, ah, fuck you. Da, da, da. Right? So, <laughs> um, I, I wasn't trying to, uh, uh, I'm already in the, in, in, in the hole. Um, so uh, Christians uh, got their little flaws and uh, Muslims have got their little um, issues as well. Okay, so don't egg my house for good God's sake for my... Uh, um, you didn't stick to your knitting, Steve. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, I know I didn't. There you go. So... Um, yeah, so the question was on Cora uh, was something like, 
How do I lose five to ten pounds? I'm increasing my amount of exercise by three times a week. And I do ballet three times a week. And uh, uh, shit, um, that straight away indicates that uh, this person is already pretty skinny. Possibly a, uh, a ballet dancer already. That's just assuming. Maybe. Uh, don't even know if it was a she. But let's go for she. What if she is a size 16? She really does want to lose 5 or 10 pounds, which would barely bring her back to a size 14. Anyway, anyway. So I'm pretty much uh, answered um, in, in that regard. Like, I'm assuming that you're already quite um, lean. That's the word I used. And uh, basically, yes, you can lose more but there are downstream effects and basically all other uh, answers to the question would involve more restriction, more exercise to lose even more weight. And I buck the trend like I do, like I do. I don't buck my own trend, but I buck the trend of the mainstream at least and I suggested that's what the go is. Short to intermediate term, ah, there's the but. There's the butt, and uh, yeah, so basically, uh, you're probably at an extreme low BMI anyway, even if you reduced your calories to 600 calories and become anorexic, and you still want to lose weight uh, to become a BMI of 15, say, and um, bounce, bounce around even more. The lighter you are, the more bounce you get. If you're a marathon runner or triathlete, the lighter you are, the lighter you are, the the quicker your uh, run becomes, perhaps. I've tried that thing. Uh, I used to be a triathlete many a decade, many decades ago. Let's say barely two decades ago, but it sounds good. It sounds good. And um, once I got down to a certain weight, uh, I lost power. And which is code for, no, you just... Um, not getting enough uh, nutrition, pretty much. So that's pretty much uh, what I went to. Went into you. You might lose performance, but you can keep keep performance and lose even more weight if you're well nourished in a micronutrient sense. So calories in, calories out. Uh, as a whole, um, I've mentioned many many a time with. Uh, well, it's approaching now. Uh, many a time. I started talking about the calories in and out BS, um, but this is some more content. Uh, just a quick snippet that um, calorie counting is a mugs game. You could be uh, 200% out. Oh, no, I'll be fairer. I'll be fairer than that. Um, you probably uh, could be 100% out in the calorie counting, uh, favored towards the undercounting, which means that you're probably getting more calories than you're perplexed by the uh, lack of weight loss. So, um, and also if you're counting calories in the activity levels, like four calories per minute doing this, eight calories per minute doing that. That's also a mug's game. That also depends on 
uh, your actual intensity, because I've seen back in my gym attempt days, <laughs> I see the heavy, the heavy workouters, and the workouters that are, that's, they're in the gym and they just go, oh yeah, oh, that's nice, I just did 10, and this intensity, I could have done 30, but I did 10, because that's what the instructions said, and now I expect myself to have an Instagram body. Far out. Oh no, oh no. I need to uh, change headphones, so I'm just going to cut the recording and continue. And I continue. Sorry for the breaking transmission. It's not much of a break for you. It was for me. I changed my uh, unprepared headphone setup around. Anyway, so uh, calories in and out. You could be out by a mile. I'll just continue with that. And uh, so, yes, short term and intermediate term. Cut your calories more, exercise more, and you will have weight loss. You will feel great. You will then, in three weeks, gorge, fall off the wagon, go for junk food, go for McDonald's, order some takeout, down about 3,000 calories in one sitting, and then the rinse and guilt cycle ensues. Yes, yes, we know. Come on. We know all this. We know all this. And the reason is, uh, this whole craving complex is piker. The Google search won't yield a, um, a very uh, um, constructive, that's the word I'm looking for, constructive definition. But it'll work. Uh, they do acknowledge, at least, that uh, it's um, micronutrient deficiency. But it's the micronutrient deficiency which makes us crave, you know, even two hours after a thousand calories and that sort of thing, you know. That is pica. Horses eating a barn. Babies chewing on their crib. Um, taking blocks and toys and putting it to the mouth. That is pica. They are not training their immune system innately and this and that. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. You can do better than that if you think that. Anyway, so if you're restricting, if you're working out more to lose more weight, the downstream effect, the intermediate to long-term effect is chronic health, autoimmune, and early death, and... Well, before the death comes, the weight gain, possibly. You may you may have immense willpower and still become, and still be a ballet dancer at the age of 30, and uh, but the willpower is just sending you insane, sending you so insane that you're a psychopath in your diet and exercise and uh, become bulimic, anorexic, and whatever else uh, you want to um, add in that space. I've actually, you know, this is poo-poo. Um, um, shouldn't be advocated, but um, I've, I've said if you want to have a lean life in looks and image, and if you've got image issues, you know, there's this whole thing out there. Uh, you don't have enough um, brain chemi- chemicals at, at play to uh, give you a good, healthy body image type thing. We don't really understand that. Once you get down to a BMI 14, uh, you're... 
your body image is is gone. You look fat. Uh, you feel like you're fat, but you're skinny, and um, this is the way you feel like in the in the mirror. And uh, what made you get get from twenty six BMI twenty six to eighteen to then get to sixteen and fourteen and twelve? Right? And uh, how about that um, motivation? What made you get from the 26 to, to the 14, say? So there is uh, some motivation there. So um, to get to 24, to 21, to 18 and under, it was all calories in and calories out. That's the whole short to in- intermediate term. But the downstream effects is earlier death. Uh, looking old, your teeth falling out, um, meth, meth and drug users that got the whole uh, losing weight complex. That's not really, that's not really the drugs doing that uh, teeth and skin and gauntness and osteoporosis type um, manifestation of drug use. It's micronutrient deficiencies. Let's face it, if you're a meth head, you know, crack pipes, uh, meth pipe, and I don't know what what they do to get the meth down them. Um, you've been getting even less micronutrients in your system for months, maybe even years, and that's why your teeth will be falling out, your skin is stuffed, you're gaunt, and all of a sudden, you have a heart attack. It is not the drugs, it is the micronutrient deficiency. Ooh, that sounds like a an episode title. You heard it here first. I've got a um, drug-taking, smoking, alcohol sort of thing to indicate that's just um, micronutrient deficiencies at work. But uh, this is an extension on that. If you die, it's not from the drugs, it's from the micronutrient deficiencies. It's not genetic. It's not no, hereditary, yeah. Um, uh, it's not toxins in the environment. It's not the environment. It's not your lifestyle. It's not um, drug use. It's micronutrient deficiencies. Oh, and today's episode, yeah, yeah. I did forget. I do, well, I forget because of my digression, but I don't really forget. Yes, calories in and out. BS, which I've added all the other BSs in all, all the other BSs. BS is all the way down to death. Yeah. So you've lost weight. You've gone from a size fourteen to a ten, and you feel fantastic. You're not going to live longer. Oh, I'm, you know, living longer. I'm in my 80s. Um, yeah, but when you die at age 84, you just probably still um, robbed yourself of another couple of decades of life. What I'd probably suggest is you robbed yourself of three or four decades of life. Plus, if we if, if we understand more health principles. We could uh, live to 150 plus, perhaps. 
Yeah. So if you're going to um, subscribe to the whole idea, calories in, calories out, expect the life expectancy of 80. Oh, that's good. We've doubled our life expectancy in, in the last century. Yeah, that's a bit complicated. Um, it's not about um, medical intervention for, for, for some people that have just been hit by a bus, stab, shot, um, infection, you know, antibiotics and um, emergency medicine. Yes, we've extended life in that respect. Um, well, birth, uh, um, birth defect and um, Uh, infant mortality issues wise um, that's what that, that's what's really driven up our uh, life expectancy we had uh, great proportions of the populace which lived beyond the age of five in his history which lived past the age of 70 all the time all the time so um, if you're BMI 20 and you're age 70 and you're restricting and exercising, restricting diet calories and, and exercising more without supplementing and uh, you know, that, that whole complex, you're not going to reach 90. You're not going to reach 100. No, no. Even if you are supplementing, if you're still eating, eating gluten, if you're still eating oats, if you're uh, still gorging down on the fruit. If you're on a keto thing that includes uh, processed meats, you're not gonna you're not gonna get to ninety. You're not. You certainly won't get to hundred. If you do get to hundred, well, your last one or two decades were probably demented, decrepit, crippled. Immobile, medication induced. We've got life expectancy, but we don't understand quality of life expectancy or decrepit life index or bloody whatever we want to uh, include in there. there. There is actually, you know, some concepts in that sort of thoughts uh, doing the rounds. Um, it's not really reaching the mainstream but uh yeah that's just one thing to add in that complex so if you're still fixated on calories in calories out good luck good luck on reaching the age of 70 to 90 in any good shape When you reach the age of 80, <laughs> I was going to say something like, you know, living to the age of 80, you're probably going to look 100. Uh, once you get to those figures, like, uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But um, uh, the supposed guru, the, the advocator, the, um, the sort of model that I've... Um, that I base my Keto 44, the clumsy branding that I've got going at the moment, 
that first four of the 44, eliminating the, the um, eliminating the four categories of food, including the uh, oils, sugars, and the nitrates, nitrites, and then adding the four categories of food, the second four of the 44, and the 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids, uh, then, then you will get a better chance of um, extending your life or quality of life by a few decades. Which is code for keeping a healthier weight and keeping away chronic disease and autoimmune disease and cancer and all that sort of stuff. So diet restriction, you're probably cutting, you're probably cutting your life expectancy. That's a counterintuitive call, but uh, I haven't got the energy or the the backing or the um, the the academic rigor to go down that rabbit hole to uh, prove it to the world. But how about I prove it to myself? And uh, you know, I was, I was saying just uh, the degree that I'm basing some of my um, approach on Dr. Joel Wallach, a naturopath that used to be a uh, mainstream uh, pathologist. He became a veterinary um, veterinary doctor as well. And before all that, he was a soil guru, post-doctorate in soil pathology and soils and uh, you got the picture. Um, it is a bit more specific, I guess, uh, than that than that clumsy uh, way to um, to get it out there in this episode. But uh, if we use him, Dr. Joel Wallach, as an example, he's not the prettiest guy in town, but he's doing bloody good, entering into his Ming. <laughs> mid-octogenarian um, vintage. So I, I think he's around age 83 to 84. At the time of this um, episode, and he's still working many hours a day. Um, some will say that he still works 12 hours a day and all that sort of stuff. He's still active and he got into a fight last year with uh, three other blokes and he he beat them all up, apparently. <laughs> and uh, he still does some push-ups and walks around and stuff. And uh, and he's still functional in uh, the whole longevity complex. And the yes, yes, that, that's my go-to micronutrients uh, supplier. They've got their issues. And many people that do do longevity, they, they don't get, they don't understand the full picture of what they need to do. And uh, they just do the whole... Yeah, it's a pyramid. It's a pyramid thing too. Pyramid scheme. Uh, uh, gee, um, Ponzi. Uh, no, it's not much of a Ponzi scheme because people get benefit out of it, like visual, visual benefit. The company's been going for about approaching three decades now, at least. Uh, they're on the big boards. Um, they're on the, the NASDAQ, NASDAQ um, as a penny stock and that sort of thing. So I've got 
some credibility there. I've got plenty of credibility with me because I'm smashing my health out of the ballpark, all thanks to Dr. Joel Wallach's approach. And uh, that's where it slapped me in the face like a wet fish where the whole calories in and out thing really got me got me to understand what the real issues are and that's nutrient deficiencies backed up by um, the first four of 44 um, getting the diet in check eliminating the gluten oils sugars and nitrates nitrites and uh in your diet uh, your uh your life your health your diet will uh be on the up and um, i was not a good picture of health when i started this a couple of years back and now uh, yes, calories does come into it in some respects. I'd, I'd like to even also indicate that Dr. Joel Wallach has a bit of a bit of a belly on him, especially the last time I, I, I saw him. Um, but his approach uh, could be improved as well. He still fixates on uh, diabetic ice cream and eating pizza, uh, which is gluten-free and diabetic ice cream uh, being sugar-free and all that sort of thing. Well, if, you, if you're not suffering from any cravings of any particular type of food, why even gravitate to gluten-free pizza? Just forget the pizza. Your, your, your gluten-free pizza is still cooked in the bloody gluten environment in the pizza house, in the pizza restaurant, in the pizza bloody takeout joint. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yes, it is still a calories in and out thing, but it's a little bit nuanced, it's a little bit complicated, um, short, short term, yeah, some people lose 10, 50, 100 pounds plus, and then they put it back on, and that's, that's where we get the whole 98% failure rate of diets, but... The reason why we fail is not adherence to the programs, the calories in and out. It's downstream micronutrient deficiencies leading to pico, leading to people falling off that calories in and out wagon. And that's why we need to do today's episode of Calories In and Out BS. It's not really B, um, BS as in Getting to the moon, getting beyond the moon, that's um, the real issue. So, uh, look into, look, look, if you're, if you are uh, just looking into this sort of content, for many it's huh, the BS I'm BSing about, think that I'm BS, yeah I get it. It doesn't make sense. Um, even I sort of am aware of or check, um, you know, how, how many calories I'm taking in. I estimate between 1,200 and 1,600 calories a day. And uh, that would suggest that I'll keep my lean self with my six-pack Yes, my six-pack, my athletic sort of looking body. Um, 
but also I'll push that beyond the five-year diet failure rate. And um, I like to propose that let's fix that diet and exercise failure rate of 98% to, um, to negligible if we understand micronutrient deficiency then we need to supplement back up by the diet to then increase the likelihood of um, the failure rate of diet and exercise and the calories in and out <laughs> bring it back to the show title to be um, not about calories in and out um, in the broader scope, bringing it bringing it outside the uh, that five five year window, and bringing the um, calories in and out um, as a uh, more realistic idea, where there won't be a failure rate. Of course, it comes down to calories in and out. But the reason we have the failure rate in why I'm saying calories in and out is BS. It's linked to the 98% failure rate in that five-year metric. And that's because people have cravings and they just can't, they can't stand it. The willpower, it's not, it can't, it, it can't go any further. For, for many people, it's three weeks, three months, you know. For some, it's a few years and then they fall off that wagon, adding to those stats. Let's uh, eliminate those stats. And the reason why I don't have to uh, eat a lot, I'm sedentary. Many people will say I'm not sedentary because I advocate, well, not advocate, I actually do. That's more accurate. I, I, I do uh, every second day, you know, a minute to 90 seconds of um, lifting iron, well, lifting my own body weight um, in the push-ups. So a set of push-ups, a set of uh, shoulder press and a set of bicep curls that that shoulder press and the push-ups does my triceps and you know the the biceps part um, keeps the vanity part in check and uh, yeah that, that's all I do not 90 minutes I actually said 90 seconds so that's just that quick um, uh, disclosure for one-off listeners that will think that this is all BS that my bit that the BS I'm talking about the BS of the mainstream is my BS and the BS right, right, right. <laughs> so um, I'm getting long in, long in the tooth I'll wrap it up there in reality calories in and out yes it is about calories in and out but let's make it successful versus making it a failure and um, the equilibrium equilibrium of the calories in and out uh, works out when you are nourished micronutrients wise and you won't go looking for pizza thai food mcdonald's fried fried food and cakes biscuits uh mid-morning snack and oh that mid-afternoon sort of uh need some chocolate type thing because you'll be nourished and you won't need to go over the you know thousand calories or two thousand calories or you know um because if you're busting for for certain foods, you got pico, Jack. And uh, I'm trying to marry up uh, to 
downplay the calories in and out because you won't need to worry about calories in and out because you'll be nourished micronutrients-wise and you won't have the cravings, which leads to not worrying about calories in and out, even though calories in and out is a thing. Until it's not. 98% of the time in five years. Right. So I hope I've just uh, jilted, slapped some of the calories in and out thoughts, even though it is a thing. But there are nuances behind it. And the reason I will extend my um, weight loss and uh, getting rid of half a dozen chronic diseases forever, as long as I can still get access to all the micronutrients uh, that I advocate here, the 90 essential micronutrients, um, I'll be extending my life, hopefully into the centenarian years. And all I've got to provide is, let's see in 50 years, if you're still alive, if you're 30, let's compare notes in 30 years. And that's all I've got to offer. So, on that note, that's it for now. Until the next time, bye-bye. Yay!